Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new Pennywise podcast from Lee Enterprises. I'm Terry Barr, your host. We are talking about car shopping today. So grateful to have this auto expert joining us. We are going to be discussing the whole idea of buying a car right now. Is it a good time? And if you have to, what are you going to do? My goodness. Phil Reed with NerdWallet is here. And Phil, thank you for joining us. Good to be with you, Terry. Yeah. Okay. So we're hearing car prices and even just finding a car in general, it's kind of an unprecedented time. What does that mean, Phil? Well, uh, most practically, it means that it's very expensive to buy a new car right now uh, because of the pandemic and also because of a lack of microchips, which are put into new cars. There's been a very much of a slowing of production of new cars coming into the market. This has put pressure on the already strained used car market. So both new and used cars are extremely expensive right now. Inventories are low and there's a lot of shoppers in progress. So there's all kinds of wild things happening out there in terms of people trying to get their hands on, on cars, both on new a and car. new. Wow, a car, a new or a used car. And of course, you think about this time of year and it's, you know, get back to school and maybe your kid going to college needs a car or maybe the mom and dad just need a new car to get around. Oh boy, what are we looking at this time around though when we're talking about 2021? Yeah, well, first of all, it's uh, good to note that um, this is usually when the new cars come into the market, the 2022s would be being released right now. Um, So if you are car shopping, make sure that you know what you're looking at. Is it a 2020, 2021, or 2022? Because they'll all be priced differently. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a good idea to, I mean, first of all, decide do you want to buy used or new? Okay. Or do you want to lease? Or can you wait? I mean, there's a lot of decisions to be made here. Whew, okay. So something happens and you really do have to buy another car. What are those first thoughts that you should be thinking about um, when it comes to, you know, heading to the lot? Or do you even have to head to a lot anymore? Well, I'm glad that you said that. (laughs) I have this sense that Americans are drawn to car lots. It's like a gravitational pull. (laughs) And it's not illogical. I mean, that's where the cars are. So let's go get a car. Let's go to the car lot. But that the the only thing you really need to do at the car lot is the test drive. And I I just want to kind of interrupt myself and say, don't give short shrift to the test drive. There's sort of a trend these days when people think they can learn everything they need to about a new car by looking at um, the dimensions, the statistics, reading reviews, reading uh, owner reviews. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't do that. You do need a test drive. So if you do a little research, begin to narrow down your search. Maybe you've got three cars in mind. Um, Try and take a morning. A weekday morning is better because it won't be as crowded. Mm. Go to the car lot and drive those cars back to back. Once you decide, you can go home and you can make your deal online. I can't imagine buying a car and not having had a chance to drive it. It's kind of like sitting on a couch. (laughs) You never sat on before, but it's a lot more expensive. My goodness. Yeah, well, one of the interesting things is that people don't get a sense of the scale of a car until they stand next to it. That's one big thing. Of course, all of the touch and feel of a car is very important. Mm -hmm. And then uh, sitting in a car, I've been impressed by how many people have 
back issues or they're just very sensitive to car seats. And a car can be a completely perfect car, but it doesn't fit you. So, you know, I tell people it's a little bit like trying on clothes. Go and try it on. Are you comfortable? Because you're going to be spending a lot of time sitting in that car, you know, and if you're not, you <laughs> this is a good time to find that out before you buy it. Absolutely. Okay. Let's talk about, um, you know, what if you really do have to buy? Are there any kinds of savings out there for anybody right now? Well, there may be, depending on what you're shopping for. Okay. So there's categories that there's a lot of uh, competition for. And, you know, um, the last couple of years, pickup trucks, SUVs, mid-size SUVs in particular, are extremely popular. And the inventory may be low on, on those uh, vehicles. So if you're shopping for a sedan, if you're shopping for sort of a, a smaller sedan, if you're shopping for maybe a hybrid, there may be a better availability. So I guess the first thing is don't make any assumptions. Okay, you've heard all of the news media people saying it's a bad time to shop and that uh, prices are very high. Yeah. But category in your area, it may not be. Um, so the question really becomes, how do you really figure out what you should be paying, paying for the car? That's a big question because it sounds like the, it definitely could move back and forth depending upon where you are. And how do you weigh then whether you should get the new car or the used car? Yeah, well, um, that, that's a good question. I mean, first of all, I'm kind of a big used car fan because normally there's so much to be saved. There's a lot to be saved. I mean, if this was not a, I mean, if this was a typical time, uh, buying a three-year-old car, one that was maybe even still under warranty would save you 30 to 40%. That's a lot of money to yeah. be saved. You would yeah, get yeah. almost, you know, exactly as good a car, almost exactly as good a car, except, you know, for the new car smell, you know, because generally you can keep it under 36,000 miles. Um, so you, what you can do is look for a lot of cars that are being returned off lease because most leases are for three years. Most people treat leased cars pretty well because they're nervous about having, um, you know, extra charges for damage. True, so true. that's a good place to shop. Um, but now in this climate, you should really, if you're kind of, if they seem sort of close or if you're kind of close in your thinking, you should really price them both because you may actually find that some of the used cars are going to be almost expensive, as expensive as the new cars. That's incredible. I love, though, that you brought up leased cars. Watch for those to come back. Or what if you are the one with a car you're leasing? Maybe you shouldn't give it up. Well, that's a really good point. Uh, and this is something that uh, a lot of people don't know about. First of all, they don't really understand how leasing works, even mm -hmm. though it's risen in popularity. Before the pandemic, uh, I think it was almost one in four cars was leased. Um, and uh, leasing has a lot of advantages to it. Um, but one of the ways, the important thing to understand is at the beginning of the lease, uh, the leasing company makes a prediction about how much that vehicle is going to be worth at the end of the lease. And then they just sort of look at, well, how much does it depreciate? And they divide that into monthly payments, add interest, and there you go. But uh, in this particular case, their prediction of what the car was going to be worth at the end of three years, they had no idea there was going to be a pandemic, a microchip shortage, all that other stuff. Used car prices have gone up in some predictions, they, they've gone up as, as much as 40, 40%. So now all of a sudden you've got a leased car 
you've got 30,000 miles on it and you're going to turn it back in and it may be worth three to $4,000 more than what you could buy it for in your, as part of your contract, because in a lease contract, you always have to, the right to buy the car if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This is fascinating. Oh yeah. My so, gosh. you know, I think that, um, do you want to try to um, capture that equity because the equity is yours that, or do you want to just continue leasing and not turn it in for now? I mean, there's, there's a couple of options. I mean, you can always, almost always opt to just continue extending your lease right, uh, right. on a month by month or basis at the, at the same, at the same monthly payment. So that's one of your options. The other would be buy it, you know, and then sell it when, you know, once it's yours. The difficulty is if you buy a leased car, you're probably going to have to pay sales tax on it. And the sales tax could be so much that it wipes out your profit. So, you know, in the past, what you might do is go to a dealer, they buy it and they give you the profit and then they get a pretty good used car. Oh, yeah. Um, and there may be other places, for example, CarMax, Carvana, Shift, Broom, they all buy um, cars coming off lease. They do all the paperwork, then they give you a check. So that's something to explore. Oh, possibly. yeah. Thank you. The, my fear, you know, knowing that we're talking about new and used cars that might be hard to find, you turn in your leased car and then you can't find anything. I, and I don't know if you've heard of anybody going through that, but that would sure. be my concern. Well, uh, I mean, on a more general basis, yeah. if you decide to turn in your leased car, decide to sell your car, what are you going to do to replace it? So it's a little bit like getting into a hot housing market. If you sell your house, you make all this money, but how do you get back into your next house? You know, so in other words, it could just be a push. However, you know, if you have the opportunity, maybe you have a second car, maybe you have a car that nobody's using, maybe you can get by on just one car in your family, or maybe you'd like to try no car at all. <laughs> Buy your bicycle, take transportation, I mean, if you sold your car and profited a lot, you could buy a lot of Ubers and taxis. Um, so you could do that and then replace it later when uh, car prices come down and the, and the, and the market settles down. Yeah, it, it sounds like anything could be on the table right now. Here's the one that, that worries me the most, because we all know people that this has happened to. And then what do you do if you are in a crash now you've lost your car and it wasn't maybe your choice. Hopefully you didn't cause the crash, but what do you suggest in this situation? Well, the first thing to do is make sure that you get a fair settlement because mm -hmm. they need to replace um, the fair market value of the vehicle. And they will very quickly give you a suggested settlement payment. And uh, uh, many people fear that they're not going to get enough money. They fear that the, uh, insurance company is trying to fleece them and make a couple of uh, extra thousand dollars profit on you. Right. Just anecdotally from friends who have been through this, that doesn't always happen, but you should know what your car's replacement value should be and make sure you get, you know, a really fair price for it. And mm -hmm. if you don't, what you do is you, you find comps, comparable prices in your area and you submit this to the uh, insurance um, broker, that uh, adjuster, uh, insurance claims adjuster, and they will probably negotiate with you. They don't really want you to, they don't want you to be unhappy. They want to settle with you, mm -hmm. um, but you also need to be reasonable about it. 
I, I would worry. I, again, it goes back to almost like giving up your leased car. Now you have a crashed car. And again, what, what if you can't find anything? I guess we go back to some of those ideas you shared about maybe go without a car for a while or take your bike if you can. Um, I don't know. What, what do you say to people in these situations? Um, well, there are some, uh, there's Turo. This is a peer-to-peer -peer car rental and I've been looking at it and there's plenty of cars available, at least in Los Angeles, where I live. Um, there may be in your area or nearby and you could possibly negotiate a month long uh, lease of a car. So Turo, it's T-U-R-O, is peer-to-peer -peer car rental and um, you'll find everything there. You could probably <laughs> replace your car with a Ferrari if you wanted to, <laughs> if you could afford to. Um, but there are plenty of budget cars also. That's one possibility. Another one is there are two sites, Lease Trader and Swapalese. Mm. These are... Uh, people that are trying to get out of their lease early for whatever reason, and they want you to pick up the last one year, one six months or whatever uh, on the lease. So that would be a good short-term solution uh, for this. Terrific ideas. We've talked new cars, we've talked used cars, we've talked some situations that you could find yourself in. Is there anything we've missed, Phil, when it comes to this whole idea of, if you gotta get a car, what are you gonna do? Yeah, well, it's important to keep in mind that we have tools that we didn't have um, some years ago. And, you know, at the top of this interview, you talked about going to the car lot. Well, these tools will make sure that you don't have to go to the car lot, that you can do quite a bit and, and get a reasonable, a fair deal uh, without, you know, really leaving your home. In some cases, too, because of fears of the pandemic, they will do no touch delivery. Yes. So you don't have to go to the dealership. I highly recommend taking advantage of this if you can, because if you go to the dealership, you can be treated in a different way than if the, it's a done deal, they show up at your house, you sign the contracts, because there has been from people that I've talked to a trend along with high prices, the fact that they're putting a lot of extras on the car. So the car is delivered from the factory with a number of options and features, but the local dealers may decide that they're going to put even more things on it mm. and charge you for them. And um, in some cases, this can be useful, in some, but in a lot of cases, they're, they're inexpensive items and they charge a lot for them. Uh, some examples would be running boards, um, mud flaps, um, door protectors, wheel locks, things like that. And all of a sudden, you know, you're looking at your contract and there's like a couple hundred, maybe 500 extra bucks in there. And you're good. What is this? And so, oh, well, we didn't tell you there's wheel locks. There's, you know, <laughs> there's an extra alarm on there. Um, so that kind of thing is more easily avoided. I think if you negotiate online, you say, I want to see the contract before you bring the car. You know, so these are our tools that you really should be using. It's probably going to get you a better deal. It's going to remove stress. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it'll save you time too. Bottom line, people who have listened to this learned a lot. Many tools, as you mentioned, many different ideas. Try to be, I guess, a patient and smart consumer. Anything else that we should be thinking about looking for a car, especially right now? Yes, I, I think it's, you know, it still is a person-to-person a, a -person business. Yeah, I would work with people that you 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 trust. Um, 
I mean, it's a little like the old expression, trust but verify. <laughs> I, wouldn't move, I wouldn't move forward with any deal where I didn't feel that I was getting straight answers. I didn't feel that I was dealing with somebody who didn't know their product. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, car salespeople have a lot of bad publicity, but there are good people out there. So, you know, find them and deal with them. That's, that's always been, you know, my way of trying to do business. Phil, thank you so much. This has been really educational, gives us a lot to think about, but hopefully this will help anybody right now who might be in that marketplace for whether it's a new or a used car or they have a lease. Um, A lot to think about, but I think it also makes you want to slow down and try to be a smart consumer when you're dealing with this. Yeah, I think that that's good advice, you know, relax, you know, and know that serendipity will help you find the right car. Oh, I love that. That is the best way to end. Thank you, Phil. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that is uh, Phil Reed. And Phil is, yeah, he is the automotive expert. And you can tell definitely with Nerd Wallet. And thank you for all the great advice and a nice laugh at the end. That was perfect. Thank you, Terry. All right. Thank you to everybody for listening to this new Pennywise podcast. And as always, if you ever want to hear any of our back editions, they are all wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Talk to you again next week with another new Pennywise podcast. Bye, everybody.